Hi, everyone, and welcome back to the Inside Journey podcast, our Get Coach series. And just to remind you all, this is a series where we invite people just like you facing real world challenges to get coached by Kim and I. And we hopefully deliver them nice strategies and solutions that will help them in their path forward. But by listening to these sessions, if you're going through a similar challenge, you'll get the same tools and strategies as well. Today, we had the opportunity to interview Chris. He is such an amazing leader, serial entrepreneur who spent the last few years building his company from the ground up. And he recently got recruited to be a partner at one of the top three consulting firms in the world. Chris is at the height of his career. He is one of the most charismatic people I've worked with. He is incredibly passionate about developing people and he's also very confident in his abilities. And yet he admitted that from time to time when he's laying in bed at three o'clock in the morning, that fear can creep in. What if you're not partner material? So we dove in, Johanna and I coached him through some old fears and beliefs that maybe he wasn't really ready for this huge new job, even though on so many levels he knows that he is. And what's so interesting is after the conversation ended, we realized that we also gained so much from our conversation with Chris. He shared some incredible insights about how to show up authentically in an interview about why it's so important to get clear on what jobs to say yes to and, and when to say no, and really what it means to have purpose as a leader. So curl up, get your tea, go for a walk, get in the car, take a drive, and enjoy this next episode. Hello, everybody, and welcome to the Inside Journey, the Get Coached series where Johanna and I are so excited to have our guest, Chris, on the show today. Chris is someone who I have known for, what, like over eight years, I think. He's been a client and a friend. Chris, and I'm not just saying this, is one of the most phenomenal people I know. You are so charismatic. You're genuine. I've seen you as a leader. You're just people, teams love working with you. You are a phenomenal consultant and have really risen to the ranks. And and a few years back, you left a global consultancy where we met to start your own company, which is phenomenal. You built it from the ground up and you were funded, VC funded. And the reason that you reached out to us, we're so excited to coach you, is because you have been recruited to work for one of the top three global consultancies in the world as a partner. It's a huge job, a very exciting role. And some of the things that you shared with us is that while you're super pumped up, it's a very different environment. You've sort of grown up in an entrepreneurial environment where you've been very agile and creative, and it's a, it's a completely different mindset working for a, a very structured global 200-year-old company. You said, you know, to be a partner in this firm, most 90% of the people at this firm have grown up in the, in the company. You are an outsider and, you know, maybe struggling a little bit with while you're really confident in your capabilities, there's also a little bit of like, am I ready for this? And what does it take to be a partner? And, you know, that, that imposter syndrome can rear its ugly head from time to time. So those are some of the things that you had mentioned. I hope I, I summarize that effectively that you want to get coached on today. No, I think it's, Kim, definitely. I think you nailed it. It's, it comes down to really a couple of things. Am I right for this role, right? Have I, has my skill sets evolved enough over time to be able to take on a role of this magnitude inside a firm that I'm not, you know, not familiar with, I haven't grown up in? And then ultimately, how do I sort of take the experiences that I've had 
and the entrepreneur side of things and really apply that to a company who has maybe their own belief system, right? And their own culture. But how do you influence that, right? That Because that's most of us who've started companies or entrepreneurs or even coached kids or, you know, our, our parents, right? Our, our job is to sort of help push things in a direction that's positive for this world. So can I do that, right? In a, in a company with 286,000 employees and I'm one of, you know, one of a number of a couple thousand partners. So, you know, do I have the ability to sort of influence? Let me ask you, Chris, and thank you again for being on the show. Where did you get this? You are so, like, if you guys could see Chris right now, he just radiates energy. And this entrepreneurial spirit, before we even dive in, have you always been this way? Have you always been kind of a natural leader and like to take charge and bring, bringing new ideas to people? Where does this come from? Yeah, I, I don't know. I think part of it probably starts from sports. Uh-huh. And, and, and again, that's one, one of the reasons I believe sports are so important, whether it's sports or learning to play piano or being a part of something more than just yourself. I've sort of over time evolved into this role of, of leading people. And uh, ultimately, I believe at the end of this, you know, and I, I've written my obituary many times. When I write the final obituary, when it's written for me on my behalf, hopefully it's about leading people in a way that elevates them. It's not really about me. Oh. Right? My job, I think, in this world is, is to help elevate people. And if I do that, then I've succeeded. And so, so part of it comes down to just, you know, growing up as a kid, playing every sport you could and being uber competitive and then really just probably the mother my mother influencing me to care a lot about people. And so I think the combination of both of those two is, is luckily been able to help me sort of drive my, my own career. Wow. And when you were interviewing for this big role that you landed, congratulations. Thank you. Did they really get this from you that you're an entrepreneur, that you <clears throat> love leading people? Like, were you very clear about what you stand for and what, what you would want in coming into this company? Do you feel good about that? Yeah, no, I do. I think the... Part of it, my conversation with them was not, it wasn't, this wasn't just about me. So I was leaving something I built. Yeah. So sort of my baby. And I had a whole bunch of people that I would say, follow me. It's a bad term, but have decided to go on this journey with me. Right. So I wasn't just leaving this thing that I built. I was leaving a whole bunch of people. And so that side of it was really the hardest decision for me. But when I talked to, you know, PwC about coming into the firm and what that meant as a partner, a couple big things. Culture is huge for me. And I know you can, what is culture, right? But there's probably a thousand different terms for what culture means to an organization. But a couple of things I was, was important to me was in how I built my company. I, I want equality and not for equality's sake, equality creates stable, good organizations. So that's both men and women in, in equal sort of positions of power across all ethnicities, right? And so that was an important role for me. I, I think I told, I told one of my main sponsors into it. I, you know, we had a discussion about men and women and, and she's fantastic. Her name was Lori, but I said, I tell my daughter all the time, you can do everything your brother can do. And one more thing he can't, he can't have a child. Mm-hmm. And so I, you know, that was my, my moment to her to say, look, this world is yours to take. He's got great qualities. You have great qualities. You got to figure out how to apply those in life. And so for me, culture was a big part of this. One of the things that I would say I was happy with that they got that from me was this wasn't just about me. It was about my people and what this meant to an organization that I was going to leave behind, you know, how I could influence an organization I was going into. But ultimately it was, it really was about me coming into an organization and be able to do something successful and be a part of something. 
And so there was just a lot of factors that went into it as I, as I went into it, but the sort of get back to the point, I got to see the letter that they wrote to the, the investment board. This company has a board for partners that say, Hey, we recommend. And one of the coolest things was that this person that wrote about me was saying, Chris is the best cultural fit out of any of the partners that we've interviewed. And that blew me away. I didn't, I don't know that I was supposed to see that, but it was in the letter that they had written to the partner board. And that just made me feel really, really sort of happy about the conversations I was having and that they understood that those things were really important to me. Right. And that's particularly huge considering most of your competitors for this role are already within the company. Yeah, for sure. What a testament to. It was pretty awesome to see that. And everyone listening, I think Chris did such a fantastic job of when you're interviewing, you want to make sure you like them and want them as much as they want you, right? I always say like, you want them to be salivating for you just as much as you're salivating for them, right? Yeah, it sounds no like you, you did a fantastic job of preparing, preparing the way for yourself. So with all this said, what are the, what are the fears? Like, you know, the 3 a.m., they come in, you're leaving something you've built that you know for something uncertain. What's your, what's your one or two top what if dot, dot, dot? You know, one of the biggest fears I have is, am I partner material? Uh, like I, believe, I believe I am, right? I've, I've been a very successful in my career. I've started my own company and we've done very well there. I've done lots of really cool things in my career to help people grow, but I don't know. Am I partner material? Am I partner material within this firm? Uh-huh. Right. I, I think of the movie, the firm with Tom Cruise, right. And you're like, uh, that's what it reminded me of. Like, am I fit for this? Right. And in this role within this company. And I made the decision that I thought I was, but that's what keeps me up at night. Yeah. And isn't it amazing uh, in the daylight, right? You're like, of course I'm partner ready. Of course I'm right for this firm. Of course it's going to, but we all have those moments, middle of the night, you wake up and your heart starts racing and it's like, holy cow, what if it's not, right? What Mm -hmm. if I'm not? And I guess my question for you is, how does that affect you? If you have those 3 a.m. what ifs, right? That Mm. aren't there all the time, but they're there once in a while. Why is it so important for you to work through that? Like, how is that making you feel and maybe even act as you prepare to take on this role? Yeah, it's a great question. One of the things I think hard work overcomes is, you know, maybe, and this probably I'm going to paraphrase it the, the wrong way. So anyone listening, please don't take it that way. You know, lack of talent or not the right talent or right capabilities or capacities you know, hard work overcomes a lot of that. You, you figure out, you learn, right? I fake it until I make it, one of those things. And so I know, you know, working really, really hard is in my DNA, so the fabric of who I am. So I know I can get through it, but it's one of those things is how fast, how fast can I get onboarded as a, as a partner within the organization? And so the things I think about are, you know, just keeping my head down, building relationships internally and just, sort of taking on as much as I can from a capacity perspective, as well as capability. So that I sort of prove myself, right? I'm, I'm, for most of us, you know, failure is a good thing in small chunks, right? It's how you learn. Like, ultimately, if you look at sports, if you win every year, you don't really learn as much, right? But when you get your ass kicked, sorry, and you lose, that's where it sits. And I don't ever want that feeling again. 
Right. And so I know there'll be those moments where I'm like, I don't ever want to repeat that, but I'm just trying to limit the number of those moments yeah. as I come into the partnership that I'm not looking back and going, wow, I had 20, you know, bonehead sort of conversations or, you know, I made decisions that weren't right for the firm or right for the client. I'm trying to figure out how to limit those. And So in a a weird way, it's great because it sounds like when you think that thought, I'm not partner material, instantly your workhorse kicks in. I'm going to work my ass off. I'm going to take care of, I'm going to take advantage of every, you know, opportunity. I'm going to make relationships. Like that's a beautiful thing, but I could also see that fear driving you into overwhelm or burnout a little bit if it's not kept in check, right? Because that's usually what all of our inner critics make us do. We think the fear and then we overextend. So Chris, how do you want to stay centered as you work really hard? Because if this fear is driving you, it could, do you think, do you, do, have you had the, the experience in the past where you work so hard, you burn yourself out and you, and you're, and you're too tired or, or is that, is that a part of your DNA? There's two, two sort of two speeds for me. It's either on or off. <laughs> I, I, I have not learned the dimmer switch in many areas of my life, not just work. It's, you know, there's, there's lots of areas where I've realized that about myself. So you know, the pace that I move at is pretty quick in, and um, my ability to get a lot done has always been one of the strengths I have, but that's hard to do for a very long period of time. And I, I even felt it here, right? As, you know, three years, not really taking a vacation. Yes. And, and I even tell other entrepreneurs, like, if you can't step away from your business for two straight weeks, then you haven't built it right, right? Oh, Foundationally, my. You have it built right. And I don't apply that to myself. I'm like, I'll just work through it. So part of it is trying to, to sit back and say, look, what does it really take to be successful here at the same time, sort of giving myself enough space uh, to be able to sort of meditate about the things I'm supposed to do and not just running it, you know, 150 miles an hour all day long, all week you, long, you, all year you long. Just, you just nailed it, Chris. That is going to be the new experiment. That is like literally walking your talk, but you just said, if you can't walk away for two weeks, then you're not doing something right, right? Like sure. going back to your question, which is, yeah, like it makes sense rationally, but how do I, how do I actually really believe that, right? That I truly am partner material. It starts with the, a very powerful exercise that Johanna and I do with clients where you first identify what is that story, that inner narrative, right? That you're telling yourself consciously or subconsciously that, that causes you to like turn the on switch really on and not take those two weeks off and, and, and work real fast and furiously. And so it sounds like for you, it's what if I'm not partner material, and then you reverse it to its exact opposite. What if I am partner material? Mm. What are three reasons why you actually are partner material? Like, tell us right now, give us three reasons, <laughs> you know, why you know that, that you are partner material, why you are ready for this role. Yeah. I, I, again, I go back and forth all the time with this one, uh, just pure leadership is one of the areas I know as, as a strength. Right. And to me, leadership is not sort of the patent way where I'm directing a bunch of soldiers to take the hill. Right. It's about are are people willing to follow me. Right. So in my career, I've been fortunate enough for people follow me because they believe and I believe in them. So I, I know that's one area where, you know, that this firm was looking for me to help drive. 
the one of the other areas I, that I have a strength in, there's two other, there's two of them, but one of the areas is I, I'm pretty good at understanding how businesses operate. When I say business operate, how do they make money? Not just from a, hey, we sell a widget, but actually how do you do the things you do? And so operationally, I've had that experience over my career to really get deep inside companies, whether it's sales, service, marketing, delivery, and understand how the mechanics of things work, whether that's employee or or customer. So I think that's a strength that I, that not all partners will have because I've sat on both sides of the fence. Right. So isn't that interesting? Just to just to put the put pause button there, that like the concern that oh my entrepreneurial background might not make me partner ready. Actually, you're realizing that's one of the very reasons why you will be partner ready is that your experience has given you insight into how businesses operate. Anyways, keep going. No, no. I think it's a it's a good point because Kim, I, I I definitely go back and forth. I believe on partner material, I wouldn't have done this. But there's still that inside of me that says, do I really have what it takes to be a partner at this place? Exactly. And you know, it's really another interesting reverse, Chris, is are they partner material? Because let's look at you. You're a rock star. You've been on your own. You've been calling the shots. You've been getting to create your own culture. And now you're entering into their culture, right? Are they partner material for me? And I know that's going to be a big, big thing for you too. So how do you stay open when you might think, oh God, what if they are rigid? What if they're old school? What if they don't want my new ideas? What, right? All that stuff. If you really think they are partner material for me, what are the things you're going to try out in the first couple of months just to start to really collaborate with this new culture? What do you think could be really powerful for you? One of the things is building relationships inside the firm. I think that's a bigger piece than building customer relationships at this point. In, in the first part of it, right? So I, I need to be a part of this sort of inner circle. Like you've got to yes. get in it. Even though I'm labeled as a partner, like you're not inside the circle until you're inside the circle. And so I've got to build those relationships internally. Yes. Which is a big thing for me, but the ability for receptiveness, I think, to ideas from their side of it is going to be really important to me. Are they yes. open to ideas, even though they're massive and big and they've right. done all these things? Like, are they, are they open to gender equality? Like, yeah. And if they, they, and if they don't, and if they don't say yes right away, if they don't, how do you <clears> still stay open and centered if you're not getting, I'm just role-playing with you, but what's, what's going to yeah. be your strategy to keep, keep going with them? Yeah. I'm loyal. I've had, you know, three jobs my whole career. I had a chance, you know, 17 years switching industries because it was right to go into consulting and then leaving to start my own company. So I'm pretty loyal to the organization and figure out, okay, all of us have, you know, qualities that are not the greatest. So I know that if I stick with it long enough, ultimately I'm going to have the ability to influence, I believe. And if I, if I don't, I think that's the moment where I've got to say that maybe this firm's not right for me. Right. Right. This firm, not a firm, but, uh, you know, that ability to be able to sort of hang in there and, uh, and know that we all have, you know, we have strengths and weaknesses. Right. And so we've got to figure out what those are and, and work towards, you know, lifting others up. It's so beautiful, isn't it, Kim, when you go back to the data of your life, like Chris, you just said, I've hung in there through thick and thin with other, with other groups. I can do it here. And that it takes perseverance, right? And it takes patience when you're adapting to something new. And you know how to do that already. So if that voice comes in, what if they're not partner material or what they don't, you can remember, 
this is my sweet spot. I know how to build relationships. I know how to stay the long term. That's right. That's right. And even just recognizing that that's just my fear talking, like, and it's normal, right? And if anything, instead of being bummed that it's there, using it as an opportunity to, okay, it's just, it's keeping me on my toes. It's another opportunity to remind myself why I am partner ready or why they are partner ready or why I can handle it if they start to seem like they're not totally open to the ideas that, and, and, you know, who I am and what I bring to the table. It sounds like one of the reasons it was so easy for you in a way to make this decision to leave the company you built and take on this partner role is because you're so clear about your purpose. Yes. As a leader, you said, it's not about me and the ego. It's about serving others, right? And really leading people so that they can really elevate to their best selves. And, and I think that having a real clear purpose for why you get out of bed every morning and why you do the work that you do coming back to that in those moments where you do maybe start to have a little bit of that self-doubt or that the doubt about like this change or this role, that might help you as well. It's like, I'm making this change and I'm stepping into this role because I know I can make an impact. Yeah, for sure. Kim, the thing you just said that sort of just sparked some thoughts was, what if they're not? You know, what if they're not up to the level and Anyhow, I get into deep. I've got to really process that a little bit more. But what if they're not sort of what I expect them to be? How can I help coach them? How can I help lift them? What if they don't care the same way I do about people? What if it's not about lifting and it's just purely financial or it's purely about, you know, just the, the, the idea of becoming a part of, you know, this term partner? Because it does mean a lot in this industry at this firm to be a partner. So what if it's not all the things I thought about it being? But so how do I influence that? It's, how do I get around them or the people that are detractors to yeah. sort of influence a firm of this size? I keep imagining, Chris, to all the people that haven't yet experienced you that are going to get you in their lives and how lucky they are. And okay. so that's what this is all about, right? You're playing in the ring big time. You got called up and you said yes, because the more people you can impact and influence for your life is your life's passion, your purpose, the better. Sure. So- Kudos for you for leaving something known and certain, your own company, to influence and impact and empower more people, to rise and learn more yourself. At the end of your life, you can always look back and say, I I stepped up. I said yes. Sure. I appreciate that feedback, by the way. That that, that actually meant a lot sort of real time here. And that's why I do appreciate that feedback you've given me. Yeah. Yeah. It'll be interesting to see where where it takes me for sure. Oh my gosh. Well, I can't wait to hear how it goes. When do you start the new role? Really, Saturday is my first day. That's the way their fiscal calendar works. But uh, the first day of onboarding is Monday of next week. Man, we'll be thinking of you big time, Chris. Thank you. Yeah, likewise. And I'll take your feedback to heart. Obviously, I wouldn't have been on this if I didn't. But yeah, I'll I'll think a lot about some of the feedback you've given me as well. So I appreciate that. Awesome. Well, thank you again. Good luck. Hopefully you've inspired, you've inspired me. So I am sure you've inspired so many people that are listening to this episode today. Yeah. Thank you, Chris. Yeah. I appreciate it. Thank you very much for your time. It's awesome to speak with both of you. That's all for now. If you are inspired by this podcast, hop on over to insidejourney.com for more episodes and to learn about our work with leaders and teams. And make sure to subscribe to InsideJourney.com so you never miss an episode. As Brene Brown wisely said, when we deny our stories, they define us. When we own our stories, we get to write a brave new ending. 
we couldn't agree more. Own your story, love your story, share your story. You never know who it can inspire. Thanks for tuning in. Can't wait for more juicy conversations with you next month.